Wait a minute, this sounds like rock and or roll. screen or send $26.95 for two CDs or $21.95 for two cassettes plus $4.95 shipping and handling to the address on your screen. Rush delivery is available. Remember, this special offer is not sold in stores. Welcome to Rock and or Roll. I'm your reluctant host, BJ. What you just heard was the audio from an actual television commercial for an actual compilation called Punk from 1996. And the people responsible for putting that compilation together and creating that television commercial were obviously very confused as to, as to what the word punk meant. The guy in the commercial is wearing a horrible wig that looks like it fell from above and landed on his head. And it would probably be part of a Nikki Six Halloween costume. And he talks like Keanu Reeves from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So whoever was responsible for that commercial thought that a punk looked like Nikki Six and talked like Bill and Ted and listened to Erasure and Culture Club. Merriam-Webster defines a punk as a young inexperienced person, usually a petty gangster, hoodlum, or ruffian. 
And regardless of who first applied the term to this genre of music and its fans, the term was eventually adopted as a sort of self-deprecatory badge of honor by the bands and their fans. Punk rock is often framed as a reaction to the perceived excesses of 70s rock, and punk rock definitely more closely resembles 60s rock, especially garage rock. But punk rock was better, in my opinion, than most 60s rock and garage rock. The songs were better. The good songs by the good bands were better than most garage rock, in my opinion, because I think punk rock benefited from 10 years of melodic exploration and just the expansion and development of rock and roll over the course of the 70s and the incorporation of a variety of influences and just rock and roll realizing its full potential in the 70s paved the way for punk rock to reject the parts of 70s rock that maybe the bands didn't like but incorporate the stuff they did like and then harken back to the 60s for the attitude and the vibe and just, you know, the simpler, more straightforward presentation of rock and roll. Rock and roll as the embodiment of teenage rebellion and the rejection of societal norms and just sort of the obnoxious, in-your-face attitude of a rebellious teenager. But where did punk rock come from? To me, there are really the main three artists that you can point to. Iggy Pop, Iggy and the Stooges, injected that element of danger and just raw intensity. Richard Hell, much of his image was co-opted by punks later on, and Richard Hell was all about the individuality and the rebellion, plus artsiness and creativity, and his image was just an I don't care image. But, you know, how much work goes into looking that unkempt? It's sort of ironic. And then, of course, the Ramones. Simple, straightforward, non-pretentious, anyone can do it which is a fallacy because not anyone could have written those songs with those melodies, but the Ramones streamlined rock and roll and made it seem possible for anyone who wanted to, to do it. And they made rock and roll fun, inspirational, and just simple and straightforward. So you've got the danger and the intensity of Iggy Pop and just the what's going to happen next vibe, along with the barrage of noise of that album, Raw Power, which... Nothing else sounded like that. The album was recorded in 1972, came out in early 1973. You listen to Search and Destroy now, and it sounds like a punk rock song, but it came out in 1973. The world's forgotten boy The one who searches and destroys Somebody gotta help me please Somebody gotta save my soul Richard Hell had the I don't care image The I reject the way you tell me I'm supposed to look and dress and think image and his first album, Blank Generation, is also almost a blueprint for punk rock music. I was a child who wanted all of so wild, though died of slow motion, but played with devotion, baby, same with devotion, just a whole other notion. I was 14 and a half, and it wasn't no love. Oh no, it hurts. Oh no, 
Except some of Richard's Hel- Richard Hell's work could maybe, by some people, be called pretentious. The Ramones, on the other hand, are as far from pretentious as you can get, right? The Ramones were about the tempo and the distortion and the volume, but the pop hooks, the, the, a lot of care went into writing those songs. It wasn't just sloppy. It might have come across as sloppy, if you didn't appreciate that kind of music, you might have thought it seemed sloppy or just a bunch of noise. But the punk, the people who went on to form the punk rock bands inspired by the Ramones, they knew what was going on there. And they loved it. So with this episode, I do not intend to present myself as an expert on punk rock or exactly undertake outlining the history of punk rock, but considering who might be listening and taking that into account, I thought it would be fun and appropriate to explore maybe the origins of punk rock, play some of the better known but still not heard by a lot of people punk rock bands, and then of course, play some of my favorite songs by some of the more obscure punk rock bands that I like. So we've already discussed punk rock coming from Iggy and the Stooges, the Ramones, and Richard Hell. And then you've got bands like the MC5 and the Flamin' Groovies who served as sort of a bridge between the 60s and the 70s for punk rock. You've got a band like the Dictators, whose first album came out in 1975, who injected a lot of humor and a satirical nature just more of an obnoxious attitude. They were young, loud, and snotty before the Dead Boys. Speaking of the Dead Boys, you've got the roots of the Dead Boys in a band called Rocket from the Tombs over in Cleveland, who were active from 74 to 75. And when they split up, they formed Perubu and the Dead Boys. And what Rocket from the Tombs were doing at the time, very inspired by Iggy and the Stooges and bands like the MC5, but also... Very different and unique for the time period.
More importantly, in early 1974, over in New York City, you've got a band called Television starting to play some shows at a new club called CBGB's. In the early 70s, two high school friends, Tom Miller and Richard Myers, moved to New York City, rechristened themselves Tom Verlaine and Richard Hell, and formed a band called The Neon Boys. The Neon Boys eventually added a second guitar player, Richard Lloyd, renamed themselves Television, and convinced Hilly Crystal, the owner of a new club in New York City called CBGB, to let them start playing shows at the club. This is early 1974. In May of 1974, a band called The Stilettos opened for television. The Stilettos eventually became Blondie, and in August of 74, Blondie and the Ramones both made their CBGB's debuts. And in that same year, 1974, Patti Smith witnessed the television concert at CBGB's, decided to form her own group, which debuted at the club in February of 1975. And June of 1975, the Talking Heads debuted at CBGB's opening for the Ramones. And the whole New York City pre-punk scene at CBGB's, it all begins with television, starting to play those shows in early 1974. In 1975, while Richard Hell was still in the band, television recorded some demos with Brian Eno. And of course, another band that was a big part of that CBGB's punk scene, and one of my favorites, former members of Rocket from the Tombs, the Dead Boys.
Now, apparently between 1973 and, say, 1975, Malcolm McLaren spent a lot of time over in New York City. He saw the New York Dolls, started working with them. The band broke up. He saw television with Richard Hell. And then Richard Hell leaves television. He ends up in a band with Johnny Thunders from the New York Dolls called the Heartbreakers. That's a 1975 demo, The Heartbreakers, with Richard Hell. Malcolm McLaren has seen all of this go down. He's seen the New York Dolls. He's seen them split up. Sylvain Sylvain forms a punk band called The Criminals. Johnny Thunders forms a punk band with Richard Hell. He's seen television. He goes back to the UK and puts together a band called The Sex Pistols. So Malcolm McLaren, a clothing shop owner and music fan and aspiring musician himself, he sees the potential in what's going on over in New York City, exports it to the UK, puts together this group called the Sex Pistols and becomes the sort of behind the scenes guru in the inception of punk rock in the UK. And obviously Malcolm McLaren putting together the Sex Pistols is the watershed moment, but if you go back and listen to episode six of the podcast you'll hear about the pub rock movement that was happening in the mid early mid 70s in london especially and how the pub rock scene sort of laid the groundwork for the punk rock scene to come in its wake and the sex pistols early shows were opening for pub rock bands as part of that whole pub rock scene the sex pistols really do predate all of the other uk punk rock bands that would take part in the punk rock explosion over there in the late 70s. But the Sex Pistols were not the first punk rock band to release a single or an album. That was a band called The Damned, whose first album, Damned, 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 was released by Stiff Records on February 18, 1977. That is eight months before Nevermind the Bollocks.
band Open the Floodgates, as punk rock becomes a phenomenon all over the world. The Ramones hit the UK in 76, and in the wake of the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, hundreds of bands form. And let's hear some of those bands now, many that you might not be familiar with, some that you will be possibly familiar with. Clash were really one of many bands that formed in the wake of the Sex Pistols. For example, the Buzzcocks. vast array of bands were forming fast at the time. For example, a band called X-Ray Specs, fronted by a teenage girl with braces who called herself Polystyrene. Scotland came the Rosillos. Mama, mama, 
Another Scottish band, and one of my favorites, was a band called The Skids, who formed in 1977. First single came out in 1978. Their guitar player, Stuart Adamson, went on to front another of my favorite bands called Big Country. Here are a couple of Skid songs from their albums, Scared to Dance and Days in Europa. Also, some great punk bands coming out of Ireland at the time. U2, of course, would emerge from this scene, but probably the most loved Irish punk band from the time would be the Undertones. I'm going to play a couple of lesser-known Irish punk bands for you now, beginning with a band called Protex. They released three or four singles in the late 70s. Great pop punk. Oh 
Another cool Irish punk band was a band called Rudy, R-U-D-I. Their first single, Big Time, came out in 1978. Stiff Little Fingers were a legendary Irish punk band formed in 1977 by Jake Burns. Their first two albums, Inflammable Material from 1978 and Nobody's Heroes from 1979, are absolute classics of the genre. Just a 
couple more classic bands for you before we move into the more obscure stuff. The Adverts were a London punk band formed in 1976 by T.V. Smith. Their first album, Crossing the Red Sea with the Adverts, is a classic. The Ruts were another London punk band. They signed to Virgin Records and released an album and several singles before their leader, Malcolm Owen, died from a heroin overdose. A couple of post-Sex Pistols bands for you. After bassist Glenn Matlock left the group, he's the guy who was replaced by Sid Vicious. He formed a band called The Rich Kids with Midge Ur, who you can hear his early band Slick, S-L-I-K, on the Glamrock episode of the podcast, and he later went on to be in Ultravox. The Rich Kids album Ghosts of Princes and Towers was produced by Mick Ronson, and a lot of punk fans lament the production job that Ronson did on that record. Here's a demo of the title track. Yeah, 
After the Sex Pistols, guitar players Steve Jones and drummer Paul Cook formed a band called The Professionals, and they put out a record called I Didn't See It Coming on Virgin in 1981. couple of more classic London punk bands to play for you now, Cox Sparrer and the Cockney Rejects. This is a great 1978 single called Tomorrow's World by a band called Menace.
One of my favorite lesser-known punk bands is a band called Chelsea. Apparently, Billy Idol was a part of the group at the very early stages when they formed in 1976, but the band was led by singer Gene October, and Billy Idol was not a part of the group when they recorded any of their material. They released several albums and singles. Great stuff. Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, 
Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I have to throw a couple of songs in here by Australian punk band The Saints, best known for their first single, I'm Stranded. I'm going to play you a single that came out between their first and second albums, I think, called This Perfect Day, and then the first song on their second album, which was called Regretfully Yours, awesome song called Know Your Product.
One more Australian punk band for you from Sydney, Australia, a band called Radio Birdman. They were actually fronted by a transplant from Detroit named Dennis Tech. there was also an awesome punk scene happening over in Los Angeles, California at the same time. Check out the Avengers and the Weirdos. I'm going to play a couple of my favorite obscure punk songs for you now from a couple British punk bands, late 70s singles by The Stiffs and The Donkeys.
This is a great obscure British punk band called The Automatics. They released one single in 1978, but a collection of other recordings came out in 2000. Now you're going to hear an awesome British punk band called The Dazzlers. They released an album called Feeling Free on Charisma in 
Now you're going to hear the very first song off a 1981 record called Emotional Warfare by a band called The Gas. Abrasive Wheels were another cool British punk band formed in 76, but their singles and albums all came out in the early 80s. This is kind of an odd one that I really like. An American band from L.A. called The Flesh Eaters. This is a song from their second album, A Minute to Pray, A Second to Die, that came out in 1981. Really cool song called See You in the Boneyard. Protect. If the puppy is a beast, live a life of surrender. I 
their minds Movement inside the eye You can't make them change Sometimes they just Now, this is an obscure song that I like a lot from a 1980 single from an Irish band called The Doubt.
one more for you from a 1978 album by a London band called Dead Fingers Talk. The record was called Storm the Reality Studios. This is a song called Nobody Loves You When You're Old and Gay. Nobody loves you 
my place or yours. Okay, that's going to do it for the punk rock episode of the podcast. This can definitely only be part one. If you want to hear more, if you want to hear punk rock part two, let me know. Send me an email, rockandorollpodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the blog, rockandorollpodcast.blogspot.com. There's a link there for the Facebook page. Please, if you're listening, go to the Facebook page and like the Facebook page. And if you really like the show, go to iTunes and leave me a review on iTunes and a comment. And if you want to hear another punk rock episode or if you want to hear a sequel to any of the genres I've covered so far or if there's anything else you'd like me to cover, I'd love to hear ideas. So send me an email or go to the Facebook page and send me a message on Facebook or just post right on the Facebook page or go to the blog. You can comment on the blog. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with me. So if you go to the blog, it's got a link there for the Facebook and the iTunes and the Podomatic and the email address is there on the blog. So rock and or roll podcast dot blogspot.com. A lot of punk bands I didn't play like the Lurkers and the Boys, etc. So if you want to hear more, let me know. For now, to play us out. What does that mean? To play us out? I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Let's take it full circle. I'm going to leave you with a song by the band that is often credited with releasing the very first punk rock record, in England at least, The Damned. This is a song from a 1982 single. The A-side was Lovely Money, but the B-side was a hell of a lot better. This is a great song by The Damned, 1982, called I Think I'm Wonderful. Until next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 